always know that if you only ask questions, that's not a conversation, that's an interrogation. So my other top tip is bring who you are to what you do. A lot of us have interesting neighbors and we have interesting... Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Did you know that research indicates that about 90% of adults self-identify as shy? If you ever walk into a gathering with a room full of strangers or even colleagues at a business or social event and felt uncomfortable, you are not alone. Susan Ruan, an international best-selling author who owns a professional speaking and consulting business, is an in-demand keynote speaker. She has shared her message of connection and communication with audiences worldwide in her diverse publications, including the New York Times, Sneed Telegraph, Financial Times, Globe and Mail, USA Today, Forbes.com, Men's Health, Cosmo, the San Francisco Chronicle, Huffington Post, and the Wall Street Journal, and on BBC Worldwide. Her clients include Coca-Cola Leadership, Kaiser Permanent, the USA Air Force, United Health Group, Jelly University, Apple Computer, Procter & Gamble, Authors at Google, Intel, Stanford University, the National Football League, Intel, and Apple Computer. Please to join me, welcome my special guest, keynote speaker, best-selling author, Suzanne Ruan. Suzanne, welcome. Well, thank you, Bernard. I'm delighted to be there and everywhere with you. It is a pleasure I treasure. Oh, then that rhymes. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> thank you. So it's, it's interesting to know that you are celebrating 25 years, silver anniversary of your first book, How to Work a Room. It amazes me for 25 years since you wrote this particular book. You tell me about this exciting journey about these years. 25. It still amazes me. It, it, you know what? It amazes me too. But the, I think the reality is more than that I wrote a great book, which of course I like to think I did. Mm-hmm. I think for all these years, and we celebrated with a new edition, for all these years, you know, people haven't changed, Bernard. We still are finding that walking into rooms full of people that we have to meet for business and socially, it's uncomfortable, whether we're shy, whether we think that they're, we're introverts. No one likes walking into a room full of people they don't know. And it doesn't matter what generation, it still makes us uncomfortable. And I'll be honest, last night I went to an event in San Francisco where I live. I only knew one person at the event, and he was the guest speaker, and he was busy, and I didn't know anyone. <laughs> Interesting. It was, you know, and it's good for me to do that because to write about it and for me to then go into a room going, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do, makes me know how most people feel because I felt the same way. But what I did is I thought about what I what I wrote, and here's what I would like to say to all our listeners. Mm-hmm. Most, pe- most people in any room are nice people who welcome your conversation and they are happy that you've noticed them and have gone over to talk to them. Wow, so most people are nice people. 
most people, and they, 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 because, now what you just said about the 90% shy, and that means most are shy. So if we go over and start a conversation with them, they're very welcoming and even grateful. So that's my tip is knowing about that shyness statistic. Remember, most people in a room are nice and they're also uncomfortable. Uh, so the first key tip is to know that one, the stats say that 90% of people are sharp. But regardless of that, most people are nice people just that they are sharp. Yes. And let's get delve deeper a little into the book, How to Work a Room, Silver Anniversary Edition. What has changed over the past 25 years and how does that relate to our current trends of communication and connection? Well, people haven't changed. But Bernard, as all of our listeners know, technology has changed. Oh, my goodness, in 25 years, technology has changed. Back in those days, all we could do is make a phone call write a letter, maybe send a fax. Now, people today don't even know what a fax is because it's so outdated. Technology has changed so rapidly. And because of that, some of our behaviors have changed. Some of us go to events, and instead of looking at people and talking to them, we're looking at our phones. Uh, some of us spend more time on Facebook chatting with people than going to a business event or charity event and chatting with people. So technology has changed. People haven't changed, but technology has sometimes made us behave not as well as we should when we're in public. And so the book addressed, addresses the current trend of our communication. It's, it's, it's true that currently, even when you go to social events with people, even your next person or your colleague, all that we keep doing that people fixating on their phones and busily I mean, interacting with somebody far off than the person close to you. And it's, it's become a big challenge in this age. It's very challenging because I, I went to, let's put it in a social way. I went to a wedding and I only knew the bride and groom. And by the way, they were busy. They didn't have time to talk to me. And what I saw is, you know, other people knew each other. But I even did this myself, Bernard, to make myself feel comfortable. I took some pictures so I could send them to the bride and groom later. But I spent a little too much time, I think, on my phone instead of talking to the other guests. So what we use is we use our phones as crutches instead of going over and doing the difficult thing of striking up a conversation with whether it's another guest, maybe it's a potential business associate, because our phones are easier. But here's the negative part. When we're doing that, people think we're busy, and they don't come over to us because they don't want to interrupt our texting, our phone calls, our posting on Facebook. So we all need to be aware that Using those smartphones when we're in public makes people not want to talk to us. Mm. And that's a bad brand to establish. Oh, let me just spend the evening out with my phone. (laughs) What's the brand you're establishing? (laughs) So I have no social skills. That's not a good brand. Not at all. 
Now, regarding the, on how do we we going to break free from all this addiction to uh, phones and devices, as much as we have, we all have the desire and urge to communicate and network people. What do we need to do? But looking at that, how do you define networking, and how different is that from working in a room? Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that because they're two different skills. I wrote how to work a room, and it's really about how you go into an event. A gathering, a party, a convention, a meeting, a fundraiser,、um, even a sporting event. It may not have a roof, but there's still people around you. How do you do that? How do you mix and converse and start the conversation and build the conversation? How do you exit graciously? How is it different when you're at a convention versus just a meeting versus a reunion versus a、um, Just a personal, maybe family event.、Mm. But the secrets of savvy networking, which was my next book, was what about this process we call networking? How do we engage, stay in touch, connect, and do all the follow-up after we've met people that actually builds relationships, so that not only that we get to know people that we've met. But more importantly, that they get to know us.、Mm. And they're two different because you could love going to events and have a great time, but if you don't do the follow-up, you don't stay in touch. If you don't stay connected, you don't have a network. But you can be a great networker, and you can always follow up, stay in touch. You know, send someone an article. Um, invite them to have coffee with a third person, but you could still find that walking into an event could be very daunting, very uncomfortable. So we need to have both skills together. But a lot of people use networking to talk about what I call the mingling and working a room and socializing, but they're really two different skills because you could be bad at one and good at the other, and we want to be good at both. Mm. So how, with that, how do we begin to build a brand, a good brand, as a good savvy networker and good、um, way to work a room? How do we begin to do that so, so we can well, differentiate ourselves from the masses? Well, first of all, how you build that brand so you want people who want to meet you when you're in the room and then stay in touch with you. I think what we need to do is make sure that we're in any room. That we're prepared before we go to the event.、Mm. Today, with the search engines and Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and all of those sites, we can learn a lot about events who might be there, people who might be attending. We should also, you know, whether we read a newspaper online or read it in print, we should also know what's going on in the world, in our countries, in the communities we live in. Because that's what people talk about. So I say before we go anywhere, prepare. Know what you could talk about. Know what, who might be there. What's the purpose of the event? And when you feel prepared, you know what? That makes you more confident when you walk in the room, and it's easier to talk to people because you feel you have something to talk to. You might see someone's picture on a LinkedIn site. And then when they walk in the room, you already know who they are and what they've done. Well, you could use that information to strike up a conversation. So that's 
that's the first thing. And I think the brand we want to build, the personal brand, are some of these words. Um, of course, the word authentic, but the brand we want to build is that we're um, pleasant, mm-hmm. that we're competent, that we're knowledgeable, that we are, and this is important, good listeners, that we are inclusive, that we direct our conversation to the group, not just to one person and exclude other people. And we want people to know us as being, I and I, this is just me, I like this, charming. <laughs> we want people to know us as being able to tell a good story so that maybe we could even be thought of as having a good sense of humor. We want people to think we're interesting. And how we can do that is by preparing. You know, think about when someone tells you a good story, just say, oh, my gosh, that's so interesting. Do you mind if I share it? Collect the stories. People, when you're having a conversation, they find you more memorable if you have interesting stories rather than just facts. Mm. All right. So the first key principle is that we need to be prepared before we enter a networking section in any any gathering we find ourselves to be. That get get us more confident to be able to know what to do when we get there. Exactly. And you know, every event is different. You know, each one has its own culture. You know, I went to this event last night, and it was in the wedding industry. A very different culture than if I went to just the local chamber of commerce mm. event. So it's important that our brand says that we can adjust and adapt to any specific group. Because that's what we want. We want to be known as someone that fits in and makes ourselves comfortable. But here's the key that I tell people in my talks on how to work a room. If you go everywhere and you try to make other people comfortable with you, That is a great gift you give them, and then you contribute to your own brand of being thoughtful and someone who is welcoming. Mm. Can you you share about any great icebreakers uh, so that we can also implement? Oh, sure. You know, the icebreakers are, they're not catastrophic, big, wonderful things to talk about. Some of the icebreakers are just the things you have in common at that moment with people. So one of the ice breakers may be about where the event is being held. Um, you know, you could talk about that. Uh, is it at a club? Is it at a hotel? Is it at a restaurant? Is it um, at a, who knows, it could be a local church. It could be any a building, oh, have you been there? Oh, look, they changed the uh, paint on the walls. You know, start small. Mm-hmm. Um, here where I live in near San Francisco, we always say, how much traffic did you get to get there? And that always starts a conversation. Um, so really, it, you can start small with little icebreakers. Now, most events have food. Now, you t- you tell me uh, and school me, do the events that you go to often have food? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know what? Talking about the food. This is delicious. Oh, my mother used to make something just like that. People talk about food. 
worldwide. So if you start with something small, and this is what I share with people. I always like to start with the desserts, even though they're sweet and fattening, because they're more fun to eat. Mm. And I, I always find interesting people uh, to talk to when I talk about desserts. But talk about the food. It's okay to talk about the weather. It's okay to talk about local community news. How about this? It's okay to notice um, something that the person is wearing and give them a sincere compliment. Mm. That breaks the ice. Yesterday, I noticed a woman in an orange dress, and that's my favorite color, and I was wearing an orange scarf, and I said to her, I love your dress. That color cheers me up. And then she started to talk about, oh, I wear this color and the other color. And it was just that little icebreaker that started a conversation that went on to lead to other things. <laughs> Susan, that's great. Noticing not, not all these things. Now, let's let's look at a typical example. I have a function coming next week. I know there are uh, top leaders, influential people, Susan Roan, who's going to be there. I want to connect with some of these influential people. What do I do? And also start a meaningful conversation with just that unknown person with my shyness background. How do I approach this? Well, the first thing I would say to all of our, our listeners is when you go to any event and there's an influential or important person, uh, be it in politics or in business or in entertainment or in sports, someone that you know, don't not talk to them. Some people are shy of doing that. And I would say, remember this, 90% of people are shy. That influential person that you think is important that you want to meet may be also a shy person. So if you see them going over and introducing yourself and saying, you know, whether you're saying, and I don't know, let's just pick, um, oh, let's pick you. Oh, I really want to meet Bernard. He has a wonderful podcast and he's an expert in personal branding and I'm working on my personal brand. If I go over and I go, oh, Bernard, I've heard so much about you. I've listened to one of your podcasts. I follow you on Twitter. Um, I really had to meet you. I just want to let you know that um, a lot of what you say has been very helpful to me. Now tell me, Bernard, if I say that to you, aren't you going to be happy to meet me? <laughs> right on. You know, so don't be um, shy of talking to these people. Um, this is not the time to sell them, ask for a job. They're at an event. There are a whole lot of other people to meet. This is the time to start the beginning of the conversation. Now, sometimes they might want to talk to you a little longer, and that's okay. Um, but when you are prepared, you know what to talk about. But here's the other tip I would give. Mm. When someone is that important person and they show up, a lot of people want to talk to them. You may have their ear but what I learned from one of the CEOs that I know in Chicago, he said, don't 
monopolize people's time. That person might need to be talking to... He told me this. He said, tell everyone. And he made me write it in the book. He told me I had to, and I listened, and I obeyed him. He, he said, you let people know that when they're talking to someone important, just because they have their ear, they're not supposed to hog their time because there are other people standing in line or around the circle to meet them. He said, what you can do is say, I am so interested in here learning more. I know there's so many people who'd like to meet you. May I give my card to you or to one of your assistants and perhaps arrange a time later to talk to you? Oh, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. That, that does, does make a lot of sense. And so, so the, the upshot of this is when you see the person you need to talk to, <clears throat> talk to them. Have, let them see your smile. Let them see your face. And to make sure that there's a memorable moment, you say something nice that relates to what they've done and etc. But then you may want to follow up afterwards, whether you choose to have it be an email. Or I would even say when the person's really important, they get so many emails they don't read. Here's an extra tip. Personal brand. Pick up a pen and get a note card and hand write them a note that says how meaningful it was that you met them and how special and whatever summarize the conversation. Because if everyone else is going to send an email or not send anything and you take the time to personalize a written note, you are going to stand out and c contribute to your own personal brand. I think that's an excellent tip there. A good strategy to really stand out because most people will be willing to dish out their cards or exchange, but the handwritten note makes a lot of difference. It's, it's, it makes it even more memorable to the person going to receive it because it's, it's different. It's not like just a card. This, you wrote something that you learned just in a few seconds you spent with the person in a handwritten note, either to him or the assistant. And that's a good brand strategy of networking. <laughs> You know, it really is. And, you know, we always say that a note isn't just for um, manipulating or being businesslike. Sometimes we need to send handwritten notes to people in our personal lives to, whether it's to congratulate them, to let them know we appreciate them, let them know we think about them, you know, they mean something. I have to tell you what I do with the notes that I've gotten from people over the years because of my books and especially this new How to Work a Room. Anybody who writes me a handwritten note, and especially for wedding mm. gifts, for, how dare you not send me a thank you <laughs> note for my wedding gift? Do you know that I save them? Uh -oh. And I think a lot of people, when they get a nice note from someone who says, thank you so much for your idea, you gave me a lot of help, you reinforced what I already know, you're so generous, or thank you for the wedding gift, I love the glassware, I'm going to try and make sure I don't break any, you know, I'm just being funny. <laughs> um, people appreciate, and when you talk about a personal brand, having your personal touch as part of that brand, that makes you stand out in the crowd. And it also shows good manners. 
and good respect. Good manners. That's, that calls him for etiquette, good etiquette. Now, Susan, as I posted a question on social media, Facebook, I got this question by Richard Loco. He asked that, when networking, what mindset do one need to have? And what mindset does one need to expect? Oh, the mindset that I think we ought to have, and I know this is not going to sound business-like, we're going to be prepared, we're going to read everything we need to read, we're going to you know, know what's going on. I think the mindset we have to have when we walk into any event, and and that is that these people here are nice, they are going to be generous with information because I'm going to be generous first, and see, go everywhere with the attitude of, I'm going to have a good time. Because if you go everywhere thinking, oh, look, I'm all dressed up and I have my business cards and I'm going to have a good time and hopefully there'll be good food, <laughs> guess what? You will have a good time, but other people will see you having a good time and smiling and they're going to want to meet you because we want to meet the people that look like they're having fun and a good time because going over to the people that look miserable is too much work. Mm. So that's one mindset. Uh, the other mindset is you go everywhere thinking, what can I share with other people? Because each one of us has expertise, we have contacts, we have a network of people, so that Go everywhere with the thought of not only what am I going to get from going to this event, but what can I do to give to other people at the event that will make their lives better. Okay, amazing. Now, Susan, one of the things too, that, that hampers a lot of communication and make follow-up and networking is remembering names. Uh, how, wh- how do we do, do that? How can we effectively be able to remember names to networking sections? Well, I must confess, sometimes I don't remember names. I used to say, but I remember faces, <laughs> but lately I'm not even remembering faces. <laughs> it's kind of, Here's what I always think is important, is to accept the responsibility that I didn't remember the name. But I think do it with a little humor and humility. So when I meet someone and they go, oh, Susan, it's so nice to see you again. And I'm looking at them going, oh, my goodness, I have no idea who this is. I will say to them, please forgive me. I've had a really odd day that I don't even remember my own name. Could you help me out and remind me of yours? Mm. Now, that's one way. Here's another way that a gentleman who was in a uh, presentation I did um, a number of years ago, and I have quoted him in all the versions of How to Work a Room and in my other books. I love it when I learn something from my audiences. He came over to me afterwards and he said, Susan, you need to tell people that when they go to an event, that they reintroduce themselves to people. If you go to somewhere and you haven't been to that particular group and event for two months or six months he said the likelihood people who've met 20,000 people they're not going to remember you (laughs) he said please put out your hand and say your first and last name 
And he said, most people will do the same, and then nobody's struggling with the name. So the mindset I would give is, always help people remember you by telling them your name again. Great. <laughs> Now, about other people's mindset, I think the thing to remember, we can't determine their mindset, but we know that 90% of them feel uncomfortable. So whatever you do to make it your goal to make other people comfortable with you, that will not only contribute to your being memorable, to people that are wanting to be around you, but that is going to be gold for your personal brand. Uh, how to work a room. Great networking effect. Now, Susan, can you give us your top tips for great conversation? Okay, top tip. Mm -hmm. um, read whatever your local paper is. Read online. I don't care if you read it on your phone, but know what's going on in your community, in your business, your profession. Know what's going on at your university. Know what's going on in the world. I think that is the top tip because then you don't feel that you're not aware. Second thing is um, always know that if you only ask questions, that's not a conversation, that's an interrogation. So my other top tip is bring who you are to what you do. A lot of us have interesting neighbors and we have interesting stories and we uh you know we have grandparents and aunts and uncles and children and relatives and and all of those people do interesting and funny things that when we share the story oh i'll say you know my grandmother used to tell me and then i'll have someone else say well my grandmother said the same thing and what we find out we're from different backgrounds different worlds But grandmothers always say the same thing. <laughs> And it starts a conversation. So conversation is a combination of three facets. It's asking questions, it's observations, and it's revealing. So if you share a story, if you share an observation, if you reveal something about yourself, if you ask a question of someone... Oh, and this is the big tip I'm going to give you because I know people that don't do this. When you ask a question as part of conversation, we must listen to the answer mm. and not be planning our next question. Because when we listen and focus on people, Bernard, we can remember them and what they said so the next time we meet them, we can pick up the conversation but if we're thinking of the next question or what we're going to do after the event and our minds are wandering we won't be paying attention and we won't remember this person oh, this, is a great, this is really a great tip very very critical especially in this age now that, that leads me to, to the next thing I really want to uh, you to expand and tell us, you know, technology and social media networking sites taking out of our face-to-face -face interaction and chat and any tips to help us do it better on online chat and any do's and don'ts depending on our demographics? Okay, do's and don'ts. I, and I just did this by accident, Bernard, and I'm so embarrassed. I sent an email and I thought I sent it to my friend 
Well, I didn't. I sent it to the person I was talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here's my big tip. Don't send a text or email or a Facebook message until you've made sure it's going to the right person. Um, it was so embarrassing. Um, but the other thing is, you know, and this is how I met, and I know you had her on, uh, who I consider one of my dear friends now, Dory Clark. We mm-hmm. met because of a tweet. The beauty of social media is that it's a conversation. It's a way to expand our world, our thinking, our knowledge, our network to our lives that we would otherwise see someone make a cut. I'd be careful inflammatory comments. That I wouldn't do. I, I'd be very careful, and I actually tell people this in the book, in How to Work Room. You don't want to get into a battle on Twitter. You don't want to get into a scuffle on Facebook, a verbal scuffle. Mm-hmm. We really have to be very strategic in our thinking for what we post and tweet and email because you never know where it's going to go. And the truth is it will be cached and you'll never be able to get rid of it. So I think they, my grandmother used to say, think before you speak. And now I'd say, think before you tweet. (laughs) But social media is wonderful. I mean, I love going through Facebook, seeing people's pictures and their comments and I'll either do a like or I'll say, oh my God, that meal looks gorgeous. Or I'll say, congratulations on winning that award. Take the time to comment. And that's how you build relationships online. Not only build them, you can start them, you can maintain them, you can expand them. But if we don't behave right, we can also end relationships that we didn't mean to end if we say the wrong things and write the wrong things. Right, very right on that point. Very that it's, as much as it's digital, we actually all know that the natural, the social ethics need to really be woven into that factor because uh, Google don't forget or uh, online is, is hardly for stuff to be forgotten by people because, like you mentioned, they are cached somewhere or somebody might have seen that tweet or watched that comment and trying to follow up. It may mar your brand or promote it depending on how you uh, we really communicate some of these things digitally. Right, and then also the same with the photographs we post mm. online. We, well, first of all, as a woman, I'm not posting any photograph that I'm not wearing lipstick. That's just the deal right there. But we want to make sure that we don't post pictures with other people in them without their permission. But I'd say this, and I bet all of our listeners already have one, but I have two friends in business who don't have a Facebook business page a website. Well, one has a website, but that one doesn't, and they don't have a LinkedIn profile. The one thing that we can control, and we can really do a good job in to expand our brand, is have a good LinkedIn profile, so people could find us, that people can invite us, and get to know something about us. And that's something, Bernard. I think. Is it's free and you might as well have one. Yeah, that's. Thank you for that point. 
So we are celebrating the silver anniversary of how to work a room. What forms are these books and how do one get access to you, all these contents? Because all that you are sharing is so much so for us that we need to delve deeper into that from your content. How do we get access to these books and other resources that you have? Oh, it's so easy now because of, first of all, if there's a bookstore in your area, that's one thing. But now because of the e-books, you can get How to Work a Room as an e-book um, by going online. You can download it on whatever, you know, whether you download it on a phone or a laptop, etc. So it's available as an e-book. And how to work a room, but here's what is also interesting. It's a full. You can get it downloaded to your uh, an MP3 to your i through iTunes. Uh, the un, the absolute unabridged book, and you'll hear me, and you'll say to yourself, "Oh, she sounds familiar," but because I went into the studio and recorded it, you can hear the entire book as a book, and we also have it available not only through iTunes downloadable. If you wanted it, you can also get it on CDs. Mm, okay, great. Okay, I'll, I'll link that up on the show notes. Now, before we run up, I, one of the important things, even per interactions, we connected. I connected with uh, Dory via Twitter and also connected with you via social media in the line. Now, let's look at does the advantages of, of networking, how does personal interaction lead to career enhancement, job recruitment, and business growth? And the benefits, so you can name some to us on, on, on power of networking. And you know what? I, I, it's the, we think we invented networking in this century, but you know what? People have been doing it for years. People have bonded together and formed communities, whether it's business, professional, social, neighborhood, community. You know, we do that. Mm. I, I know there are people that are talking about Oh, some people hate to network. Oh, I don't. You know what? Life is about networking. It's do I say to people who say, "Oh, I won't network." I said, "Did you ever recommend a restaurant?" "Oh, yes." <laughs> "Did you ever say that you liked a movie to someone?" "Oh, yes." I said, "But don't you see that is the recommending, the sharing, the uh being generous with referrals, uh uh introducing people." Oh my goodness, if, if I, Dory's great at it, I'm great at it too. Oh, she introduced me to you, Bernard, and I'm gonna probably introduce one of my friends to another friend that I met. So really, we all network. If you walk around saying you hate networking, you put off such a negative vibe. I say, if you like people, then working a room, networking, being in conversation, Online and offline is a wonderful, not just opportunity, but it's a wonderful way of life. If you don't like people, well, that's a different story. But for those who like people, don't worry about being shy or thinking you're an introvert. Because people generally are not only nice, but they want to help. And they like when you pay attention to them. Oh, great. Let me let me get a little personnel to you. How do you, how do you people get to I mean uh, recommend or get you for speaking gigs and business? How do you get all those feral speaking at international places and all those big firms? 
Well, it's, you know, I think the books have helped, Bernard, honestly. Uh, people have read my books and they'll say, I want you to come to my company. Man alive, they need this help. I had the same thing at different universities. Our students, our faculty, I think the books have really helped. But I will tell you, I've been in my business 34 years, so over the course of time, I've written articles, there's been books, I speak, someone heard me, I heard you, I had someone call me who heard me speak 20 years ago, oh. and they they remembered. So I think it's all in the mix. Part of the brand is you can't just focus on one thing, you have to do everything. So you you write, you blog, you stay in social media, but you do things in the face-to-face way. So people find me that sometimes through a speaker's bureau. But now with the Internet, what's been wonderful is if people, they'll go to the Internet and they'll go, oh, my gosh, my, my uh, people that work for me are having problems working a room. They don't know how to connect or network. They'll put that word into the Internet who are speakers on networking and working a room and making conversation, etc. I need a keynote speaker. And that's how people find us. So whatever it is, even with your brand, you make sure you have keywords around your brand so people could find you. Plus, after all these years, people kind of know my name, but they don't know how to spell it. So I even own the domain of my misspelling name. <laughs> so that they can find me. But it's been a lot, and I think the books have really contributed to it, and as well as showing up and talking and just meeting people and letting them, and this is what why I wrote the book, letting people get to know me. And you know what? For everyone that's listening, that's how you really build a network. You get to know people and let them get to know you. And so they know what you do, so they recommend. So, and I love it. I, I love traveling. I've spoken in, you know, New Zealand and in, you know, Australia and in Durban, South Africa. And I would love to come back. So if anyone listening knows of a company or a university that wants to hire me, give me a call or send me an email and I'm there. Oh, great. Uh, I, I believe and hope somewhere, somewhere, somehow will connect with you by virtue of showing up and letting you know the value you have uh, to offer people to work their room, to network, and uh, share valuable things with So before you go, I always ask this. What would be your billion-dollar tip for the world on how to work a room, how to network? From Suzanne Rohan. Well, my billion-dollar tip is when you get the invitation... The billion-dollar tip is to say, yes, thank you very much, I'll be there, and show up. Because if you're not in the room, you do not have the possibilities, the options, and the opportunities that happen when you meet people and just have those impromptu conversations. So that number one tip is to say, yes, show up, and you will have golden opportunities around you that you wouldn't have if you stayed home. Ah, thank you, Suzanne. How can listeners audience connect with you personally? Well, by all means. Um, and in fact, I have a gift for your audience. Wow. If you go to www um, and let's just say howtoworkaroom.com you will see that there is a how to work a room and there will be a little place on my website that says that there's an infographic. 
It's a step-by-step guide that I designed with my publisher, Harper, um, on how you actually can get into any room and make it work. And it's a wonderful, very practical guide. Please, it's a PDF. Go to my website, get it printed off, share it with people, and use it anytime you're invited anywhere. And when you really want to know how to really be a savvy networker, um, make sure you get the download of the Secrets of Savvy Networking that will help you expand how you understand Think of networking and increase your network and your, let's just to say, your networking skills and your networking value. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll link that up and I'll go grab it myself too. It's been a great time with you, Susie and Ruan. Thank you so much. And this has been a pleasure for me. Thanks for listening. I want you to go to Amazon.com and get my latest book on personal branding. That is Rebrand. The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get a copy for yourself and for someone else. The book is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. The best is yours.